0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today
1: with Byte. Hello? We're getting set
2: up. Hello?
1: We're getting there. I don't know how I feel about the song, but. This epic tale! We're about to tell. Off the rails with Blummel. Friday, August 26th. Almost in the uh, ninth month of the year. Of our Lord. Of the Lord, our Savior, Psalm
2: 9124,
1: DD214. Yes. My favorite verse from the Bible.
2: I, I love DDT.
1: Um. Welcome to the program. Uh. Wow. What an incredible interview with uh, Alex Stein. Did you know who this guy was before? Because he somehow missed my radar, which I, I've been a little bit off Instagram, a lot off Instagram. So maybe, maybe that's why. But.
2: So I've heard his name in the circles because yeah. I I saw that he was at the Turning Point USA thing. Okay, I, I kind of looked into that like one as of the, it was li- going on.
1: the listed, um, like not keynote speakers, but one of the people that were featured there.
2: Um, actually, so he took some video uh, outside, like not harassing the protesters, but he yeah. was with like getting <laughs> in the mix. Um, and so there was I saw a video of that, and then when Lummy started talking about having him on, I, I was looked did, did some more. Research, uh-huh. as you kids say.
1: Yeah, uh, I saw he. Had, I did look into a little bit the uh, controversy with with Dave Portnoy, and because I'm I'm a big Portnoy fan. I like Dave Portnoy. I know I know you don't really care for
2: him so, too much. Yeah, when Alex said it was a work, I was kind of disappointed because I, I I don't like Dave Portnoy. I I can't stand him.
1: Yeah, I I do like Dave Portnoy. I like what he's done with Barstool. I like the fact that he has fu money. Um, That he gets himself in hot water and he does basically the opposite of what most PR managers would tell you to do, which is just kind of lay low. But he gets in front of it and he goes, no, fuck that. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I like people who are contrarians. That's just something, whether I I agree with them or not, like I was a big Milo Yiannopoulos fan where he is now, I, I, I don't know.
2: But, I, I can assume some places he might be
1: <laughs> right. A bathhouse, perhaps. <laughs> That's uh, kind of what I was getting thinking. Getting a Mo- monkeypox vaccine, but if you don't, if you don't yeah. know who Milo is, he was pretty hot about what five years ago or something when Berkeley went up in flames because of him. That was the yeah. best thing that could have ever happened to his career. I know who I knew who he was because I was kind of dipping my toe into the red pill circles, into the. Uh, Uh, not conservatism, but I don't want to say stepping away from the left because I never was like fully in it, but really kind of becoming attracted to the other side because for a point in time in my life, there was nothing more punk rock I could do than say that I was either A, voting for Trump or B, was a conservative. Like it really swung back the other way where back in the 60s and 70s, being a liberal was like. Avant garde, cutting edge, mm-hmm. like I don't, co- I'm cool. I smoke weed. I hang out with black people, whatever. And then it like came full circle where it, being left wasn't cool anymore. And the most punk rock thing you could do was be like, yeah, I'm a conservative, but be like a quiet, confident one, not one that's like QAnon, four teeth, Alabama style. Like someone who is just someone you wouldn't expect to be conservative.
2: Because a lot of the schools have turned i guess uh left wing like, like universities hard yeah and they, yeah. i know they have been they always for, have been yeah not always but for quite a while
1: um i feel like academics always have been and i've i kind of want to look into the origin of that because i feel like i either saw it on rogan or something where it's like, well, um, well why... If, well,
2: if Rongen said it, then we know it's true.
1: No, no, no. I mean, he had like a guest on and they were discussing yeah. why it is the case that universities and academics hang to the left. They're indoctrinating students who then grow up and then there's you have a whole generation of people that think a certain way, but it's all the brainchild of a few, you know, a few... Um, uh, thought leaders at these universities because mm-hmm. you think about it i know you didn't go to a, a big university or university at all because you're smart um but for me it really wasn't an option coming from a uh a, a jewish home it, it both my parents are college educated dad has a master's mom had um, a bachelor's from UCLA. So it wasn't a matter of, you know, if you're going to college. That was not – it was which college will you be selecting? Which university will you be attending? So I went to the University of Casual Sex and Beer and didn't do any of that stuff. No beer, no sex. But uh, University of, of um, Santa Barbara is where I went. And you would have these massive classes where – I mean, sometimes you'd have – you know 200 300 kids in a class and that was like a medium sized class and then sometimes you'd have like a like a discussion group where you'd meet with like a graduate student and there'd be maybe 30 to 40 of you mm-hmm. which is should be a normal sized class but that was the discussion group well there were some courses that I took where i mean you're looking at a hall that would hold you know a couple thousand people and so you'd have maybe 800 classmates in one class. So you have one teacher can be spewing whatever the fuck they want to spew, and you got 800 people there listening to them mm-hmm. for three hours at a time once a week, and you get enough of those courses and classes in, um, you can really do a lot of, I don't want to say necessarily damage, but you can, You have a lot of influence over these people. Um, and I also feel like, obviously, you're, you're younger. You don't know as much. If your parent or something like that is liberal, which a lot of them were because, um, hello, I'm from California, then they send you to a liberal school. Then you just think that everybody thinks like you, and if they don't, then they are exactly what— The media has labeled Mm -hmm. them the racist, that, this, that, and the other. Now, when I was going to school, I really wasn't involved in politics. I really didn't get involved in politics at all. I mean, not as a politician, but in terms of my interest until I was probably in my mid-20s. So as a college student, um, I I wasn't really involved in, in much politically, but and it was left, don't get me wrong, but It was nothing near the level Mm -hmm. that has emerged as of late. I was lucky because the circles that I rolled around in, the evolutionary psychology lab that I worked in, everyone was a libertarian. And I remember asking one of the professors slash grads, he was like an associate professor and like postdoctoral student, but teacher. His name was Aaron Sell and he did a lot of work with anger, which was interesting and I took a couple classes from him, and he was funny, and he fucking hated Hillary Clinton, and he was the only person that would just shit on the left. This is back in oh seven, oh eight, and I remember we kind of bonded because he was making some jokes, and I had some discussion with him, and I'm like, dude, you have you heard of Louis C.K.? This is like oh six, oh mm-hmm. seven. He's like, no. I'm like, you got. You need to check out this guy Louis C.K. You're gonna fucking love him, and he did. And he was like the biggest Louis fan. And so sure. years later, he'd message me. He's like, oh, I heard Louis. We've since lost touch, but at the time, it was fun. And he was the only professor that I had that was openly against the left. And but he said he wasn't a conservative, and he told me that he was, you know, a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking like well why is it that everybody in in like evolutionary psychology just finds their way to becoming a libertarian and I can't remember the exact answer but it's like you're a science oriented person you understand that there is some sort of genetic determinism but you're also open to the fact and also but also you don't believe in god because That's you believe what in I'm science saying. so yep. Yep. You you have this like appreciation for science, which uh, the left has lost. But you're also an atheist heathen, so people think that you're a commie. Yeah. So when you combine those two things together, you actually he's like there's literally no other choice but to be a libertarian.
2: There, so I, I, for the most part, libertarians again for the most part because you know everything everyone's individual and yada yada like they they lean right, but most of them are not religious. They don't have to be atheists or agnostic. They're just not religious. They can still be a Christian or they can still be whatever. But they're secular. Yeah. They're
1: secularly minded. Yeah. Yeah. um, That certainly was the case. And it's not even so much... It's weird because you would think that liberals is, like, associated with liberty, which is what libertarianism is all about. Right. So it's kind of confusing because you don't really hold... Right wing ideals, you hold like liberty at, at the top and freedom mm-hmm. at the top mm-hmm. and you should be able to do whatever you want. So if you talk to somebody who's a libertarian about, say, like gay marriage, they're probably not going to tell you, oh, I I love gays and uh, love is love and this and that. What they're going to tell you why they think that gay marriage is OK is because it's none of the government's business what you're doing it, you know, it's 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 right. not infringing on anybody else's rights, so it doesn't concern you. It's not your business, so fucking leave it alone. That's what they would tell you. And I liked that because you don't have to have this, like, compassion for everything and everyone. You would go, it's literally none of my business. It's fucking none of your business. Mm-hmm. Uh, continue on. And if you kind of have that mindset, I really think that that mindset is... Fantastic for personal success because you you stop concerning yourself with what everybody else is doing, Right. and you just focus on what the fuck you're doing. And if you encounter a roadblock because somebody else is telling you what you can and cannot do, that's when you have to go, hey, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah, um, when they tell
2: you you can't park here, yeah, and I tell them go fuck yourself.
1: Yes, I'm very um, attracted to that. <laughs> About you, how disagreeable and how curmudgeonly you are. Honestly, it's one of my favorite things about you. Really? Yes, because that it it complements me in a sense because I'm not like yeah. that at all. Yeah. I have a weird fear of. It's not even of authority because, like. I'm not that I'm like, if I know my rights and I feel confident in what I'm saying, I'm not afraid of authority. Like Mm -hmm. I've said things against Dan about medical shit, like whatever. Yeah. But when it comes to uh, like upsetting a stranger or confronting a stranger, that terrifies me unless I'm clearly in the right and I'm getting completely like. Oh, I'm always
2: clearly in the right, so I don't mind. I
1: understand, but like... (laughs) Even if I'm not. When you can just go to Publix and tell a manager that, you know, you aren't doing fucking jack shit to his face. (laughs) You can see the difference in personalities where you were like, what was the exact line you said to Jim or whatever the fuck we called him? You said, uh, hey, they're really backed up. You're just fucking standing around. Doing nothing. You're fucking. He did use the word fuck. And I remember this because that's when I started running away. (laughs) Literally running away. And and then Blitz was like, yeah. And then he said this. I go, I couldn't hear because I was all the way down the shampoo aisle.
2: No, I said, you know, you're just standing here doing nothing, and he, like, smiled at me, and I said, I don't think it's fucking funny.
1: Yeah, he said, you did say the word fuck, and that's exactly what I But not at I first. I
2: didn't open up with fuck. No. I, I said it after he smirked at me.
1: Yeah, uh, apparently there was a smirk, at which point I had already quickened my pace, because I was yeah. like, I don't want to stand around for this. And then as soon as I heard the fuck, that's when I started tro- I started trotting. I was mm-hmm. like, I don't I don't want to be around for this. I, I hate... Confrontation with pe- especially like strangers, and maybe it's because like I don't know what they're capable of, or I just feel like it's uncomfortable. Like, I'm getting better at confronting people I know with issues and go, Hey, we gotta yeah, have a sit yeah, down, you we have gotta no communicate. Idea that,
2: yeah, you have no problem with that.
1: Yes, I have no problem with that. That's fine. I'll, I'll explain myself and communicate, but you don't communicate like that with strangers. It's usually just a few, you know, a jabs here, a jab there, and then you're on World Star hitting each, whatever. So, um, and I feel like those are, those escalate a lot more quickly. Oh yeah, because you don't, I, you don't give a fuck about Jim, the manager, public. No, you know, you may, you, you may have a little bit more uh, compassion for a friend or a a spouse or something like that. But when you see a stranger, hey, fuck you, hey, fuck you. Like, Blitz does that shit all the time. Not all the time, but. I did it, it the other
2: day. Why yes. That was weird. My camera just went out. Yes. Um,
1: it, what? Whatever happened with that shopper?
2: <clears throat> oh, so it wasn't a big deal, but you just, you didn't let me tell the story the other day at, at night or you forgot. I so. forgot. I fell asleep. It was no a big deal. But, you know, Publix now has a bunch of self-checkout lanes. So, and they're like right next to each other. There's like six in the area of like two normal lanes. So I, I go up and this guy had his like his cart like in front of, he was checking out on one and had his cart like in front of the one I wanted to use. So I like pushed his cart out of the way and he still like kind of had it in the way. So I'm like leaning over. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like just some old guy. Like, he's, he's old, right? Older. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't know what he's doing and whatever. Well, so I kind of had my cart like because I, I couldn't put it up where it's supposed to be because he had his there. So okay. mine was like kind of in the middle there. He got done checking out. I'm still, you know, scanning shit. And he goes to walk away and he grabs my cart, moves it, and I was like, Oh, I said it's okay for you to put your cart here and block everyone, but my cart's in the way, it's a big deal where you have to move it. And he was like,
1: How old is this guy?
2: Maybe like sixty. Okay. But
1: And then and then what happened?
2: I mean, that's pretty much it. Okay. But like I'm like, fuck like fuck you, dude. Like you're gonna have your cart in way, and I didn't really care. Like I moved it a little bit, but I, you know, I could have fucking like really just put shoved it out of the fucking way. Yeah. But then he goes to leave, and I was like, oh, I said it's okay for you to you have your fucking cart in way, but mine's out, out here a little bit because because of you, and it's now it's an issue.
1: Yeah. See, that's not and my. So I MO. pushed it
2: back and <laughs> kind of blocked him in for a little bit. Okay.
1: Um, so I really like that about you. Uh, I do, even though it frightens me, but, and it was funny because for the rest of the day after the Publix incident with the manager, you know, I was just like, yeah, you're the best. I was all like pretending to be afraid of you. And I like that. And I think most women do like that. This is what most women like. They like assertive, disagreeable men, but not when it comes to them. They like it when men are disagreeable and not treat everybody else like shit. But, you know, they go against the grain. They do what they think is right. They're not, you know, persuaded by... Um, social decorum and etiquette—they just say whatever the fuck they uh, want to I say. I try to.
2: I'm like, I I know that like you know I get the rap of like being a dick, blah blah blah. But like for the most part, like to, to strangers, like I try to be super nice and helpful. No, and
1: no, you 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 certainly are. But if anybody sort of either undermines you or they um, are disrespectful in any way, you are more than happy to um, uh, you know. Give them the good news. Oh yeah, as we say, no problem. Yeah, you have no issues with that, you know. And also being in a managerial role yourself, you have to often deliver bad news to people that, in the past, you know, have worked here, or um, mm-hmm. you have to confront people and tell them, you know, hey, this isn't going well. And you go, well, uh, you know, I'm not looking forward to it, but whatever. I don't, I don't care. You, always go, I don't care. I'll yeah. do it. I don't care. I'm yeah. like, Jesus Christ, um, I would have an issue with that. But I like the fact that that comple. I don't even want to say compliments, but it's just I, I would I admire that that value that quality in you because I'm so not like that, mm-hmm. and I I can't pull that shit off at all. Like I just run away. Right. The most pat like aggressive thing I do, which is really being passive aggressive, is if I hold the door open for someone and they don't say anything, I'll just be like, "Fit, you're welcome."
2: Oh, I love like, doing that.
1: That, but that's pretty much the extent of of how far I will go. Nothing more than that. Eight one three ninety, Bubba. But again, I I do like that about you. I've become more confrontational as I've gotten older. Um, I really didn't inherit that from my mother. My mother did not like to fucking stir shit up. Okay. Dad did. Dad didn't give a fuck. Dad's yeah. calmed down a lot. Honestly, I
2: can't imagine your dad. Oh, man.
1: I have a vivid memory, and my dad's probably listening right now so he could fill in the details, but...
2: Oh, you mean Philip (sighs) P.K.
1: Hummelstein? Yes, he's Uh, sponsoring uh, the Bubba Chicken Sandwich Reviews. And more. Anything drive-thru.
2: He's got like, you know, 12 different names now.
1: Yes, I know. My dad loves them all, and we'll respond to all of them. Um, I have a very vivid memory of my dad, almost beating the shit out of someone at a Chinese restaurant. Like, Mm. there was a moment where I was like, uh, this isn't good. I must have been about six or seven. Something got crazy. And then I remember there was another incident where, because my mom owned a dance studio, we were checking out some, it was like a country club, Elks Club. What do you you call like an Elks Club? Is that... A
2: lodge, Elks Lodge, maybe? Yeah,
1: like, but what is that brand, like um, a clubhouse of, not veterans, but... Is it
2: it's just Oh like a VF was it like a VFW maybe? Yeah, a something, hall, VFW hall?
1: Something like that. And I remember we're checking this place out, this venue, because we're gonna do like some fucking dance performance. And it's me and my sister, and we had donuts, and I remember vividly eating the donuts, and the janitor or the guy that was working it there was giving my dad some grief and I thought it was gonna get violent. Like it was bad. Because my dad was getting up in his grill and I remember just being afraid and eating a donut. Like I remember right. ha- seeing that and being afraid, but not that afraid that I it didn't lose my appetite because right. I remember I was kept eating the donut. Okay, watching like what the fuck is gonna happen? And when my dad got angry, like it was it was frightening. Like yeah. not that he would I beat the that. shit out of us, but. You know, my dad, circa like 1995, when he was uh, how old is he now? Jesus, in his thirties, late thirties. I mean, he was he was he was crazy. He was you know, out of two armies, and when he came to the states from Israel, the way Israelis act was a lot different than the way Americans act. Like my dad was very confused at the fact when he would go like jogging in the morning with my mom, and people would be jogging on the same sidewalk, and they'd go, hello? It's Like, who the fuck? And my dad would be like, who the fuck is that? Like, to my mom, you know mm-hmm. him? How do you know him?
2: Right. She's like, no, he's just Well, I've said it here before, nice. and I think I've told you, like, I dated a girl <laughs> from Poland.
1: Yeah, but you don't talk to people you don't know. And
2: she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, yeah. And she'd been here long <laughs> enough where, like, she got it, but, like, still, she's like, it's still amazing that you just talk to people you don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you don't look at somebody you don't wave at yeah. somebody it's like no eye contact you don't say hello you like you yeah. just don't if you don't know who they are leave them alone
1: right you know you imagine these american people good morning and my dad's like you know saying to my mom, did you fuck all these guys how do they know you <laughs> right uh he's like they, we don't know them they're american and we're yeah, nice yeah. And yeah. You know, my dad's
2: like fuck that
1: um so there was a little bit of a a, a cultural shock when my dad got to Got to the States. He's mm-hmm. been here longer than he's been anywhere else. I was thinking about that yesterday. Like, you Remember we went to my dad's cousin's house in Sarasota, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's like we opened up an atlas. Maybe you guys can remember what a map is back in the day. Like an actual map. I love maps. They're very cool. So my dad's cousin uh, gets the World Atlas hat out, and we're looking at South Africa because that's where my dad and you know mm-hmm. his cousin are from. And he's like pointing to this like little town some, you know, where my dad was born or where um, his name Selwyn where Selwyn was born. And mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit. Like, it's so crazy to think that my father was like born in this small town in the middle of South Africa mm-hmm. and found his way to Israel and met my mom and then found his way to the States. Now, again, you could you could draw these lines anywhere, you know. I could have ended up in Japan and it's, you know, the same thing. Like, oh, that's so crazy that it's like it's not really because something had to happen, if that makes sense. Like, there had to be an outcome. The fact that it was what happened is, like, not that big. So, for example, like, a lot of people say, you know, when you're talking about conception, there was, like, 400 trillion variations of who you could be given the mom's egg and the dad's sperm. But it it happened to be you and how— incredible of a miracle that is and it is but also something had to happen someone had to win the lotto the fact that it was you is incredible mm-hmm. but somebody wins the lotto at some point and so you know it's a it's a small probability that you will be you but at the end of the day is someone has to win the lotto is what i'm saying yeah Eight one three ninety bubba so what's up tyj oh, that was Ty J. what's yeah, up he's, Ty J? He's in
2: chat saying How's that his going? wife does all the talking and he has all he does all the chin checking.
1: Oh nice. That's that's good team <laughs> that's good teamwork. That's yeah. kind of like a, what what we have. That's what he was saying. Yeah, yeah. Also
2: and, uh O' Brando 1000 bits a little yeah. a little bit ago.
1: There was an incident um in Daytona where You got very aggressive. I'm not saying it wasn't um, warranted. I'm
2: trying to think. I don't even remember when. We
1: were in the parking lot, and someone cut you off. And I was like, oh, "Oh, shit. That was not good on their part. And here's the thing. It was like a small parking lot, so you're just, like, fucking like right up on them. And I thought you were going to get out of the car and beat his ass. And I was going to be like, honey, bring your gun.
2: I had it on me. But I
1: immediately, when that happened, I, like... Took the seat, rolled it back, and just... I don't even believe in God, but I started praying Jesus. I was like, Jesus Christ, let me be okay! I'm
2: you hate to see what I do when you're not in the car, because that was nothing. Holy shit. I wasn't even close to that guy's bumper. There was at least three inches. Oh,
1: my God. I honestly thought you were going to get out and ha- exchange some words or nah, hands. It's not, no,
2: it's not worth that.
1: No, but I don't... Here's the thing, is like... <clears throat> People like to say that women are very emotional, and we are. But here's the thing. Men are probably just as emotional as we are, but it's just a different emotion. So you know what I'm saying? So when we think about emotional, we think of someone who's sensitive or gets upset easily or, um, you know, makes a a mountain out of a molehill. Sure. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to male psychology, there's anger, there's testosterone, there's aggression. So for me, I'd be like, oh, that guy cut me off that. Beep beep, not nice. But you will fucking go up there. What's up, motherfucker? <laughs> so, um, you are very um, emotional. How as- am I gonna go?
2: <laughs> a I don't know. chit chit is a shotgun. Shotguns don't go. Br- Listen, buddy. We
1: <laughs> I have limited knowledge of guns. Okay, so they all make the same sound and they all go. Say hello to my little friend. That's how I imagine things happen. The AA-12
2: did, but I don't own an AA-12.
1: Right. So, Um. you know, although I am more certainly more emotional when it comes to, you know, getting upset or being oversensitive Mm -hmm. or something like that, you know, you and most men are um, more emotional when it comes to escalation of violence. So I typically avoid that. And I think that's pretty female typical. But you are not afraid and you will dive Ride in, yeah, but like I won't get out of
2: my car. I mean,
1: I don't know. Here is the thing: when you are like fucking drunk on an emotion, because you are not thinking straight, I don't know what the fuck you are capable of. What if What if he gets out of his car? Oh, then I am getting out exactly.
2: But but he but.
1: (laughs) Do you understand how this could escalate very quickly?
2: I am not going to just get. Actually, I probably wouldn't just for some legal reasons. Um, but um, (laughs) I wouldn't get out. I would definitely wouldn't be the first to get out.
1: Okay, but. You wouldn't go out of your way to avoid it if he got out of his car?
2: Um, I I still wouldn't get out of the car.
1: Okay. Because um, you know what I'm going to do in that situation? I'm am going to do pee what I do pants. best.
2: Pee your pants? Pee fart. my pants and run. Oh. And fart. Oh.
1: And, and pee. The door and open run. and you hear... Yeah, and just fucking run. That's what I know how to do. Get away from conflict is, is run. I'm not going to be like... You won't see me next to you, babe. Stop. You won't see me next to you being like, "Hey, get away from my man." No. Hey, that's I fine. Fuck, goodbye. What good am I to you? Zero. I don't have a gun. I obviously can't fight a man. Bitch, no I'm leaving. jiu-jitsu and she's running away. Yeah, jiu-jitsu doesn't really help when the other person has a
3: fucking gun,
2: idiot. Oh,
1: well. I don't know what that guy's carrying. Oh, what am I gonna do? An armbar on you? Oh, you just shot me in the fucking face.
2: Well, whatever. Guns shoot for long distance, so running won't do any good.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. Well, I'm hiding behind. I'm pulling a lummy. Uh, I'm hiding behind cars. Call nine one one. That's how. I, that's how I deal with that situation. Um, that's I, not for me. I
2: think um, something happened. Like what? Uh, gunshots and lots
1: of good. There's blood everywhere. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna be good. Not gonna be good for anyone. Eight one three ninety But oh,
2: But I don't go looking for conversations.
1: Though. No, you don't. But you don't go out of your way to avoid them when they um when they're presented to you. Which again, I like and it but it also it frightens but, like, me. If,
2: if I'm in the wrong, like if it's a traffic situation and like I'm in the wrong, like I'll be like, Hey, I'm sorry, like I'm you know, I'm not trying to like I don't go, well fuck you, like I don't care that I that I cut you off. Uh, sure it, right but still it's just the um but is it like if that that guy in daytona that mm-hmm. like was a, just a dick like if he'd have been like oh sorry i don't want you know, like whatever i'd be like oh, okay cool like, take whatever right i don't care
1: right but him much like you with a with a male brain probably like well he thinks he's in the right so he's like well, Fuck he clearly you. wasn't well it, it, everybody always thinks that they're right to some degree they think that but they're... the difference is
2: i am of course
1: Eight one three ninety, bubble let's take a phone call. Hello, who's this?
2: This is Frank
4: Saladino in Jacksonville, Florida.
1: What's up, Frank?
4: What's up, Anna and Blitz? How are y'all? Close
1: enough. How's it Fantastic. going? <laughs> Thank you for
4: taking my call. I do wish, Blitz, we could have some more gun talk on here from time to time.
2: Well, <laughs> I'm
1: doing the best I can, there sir.
4: I just had a story about my dad when I was little. Yeah, go ahead. Um, um, it had to be around 1986 because he bought a brand new, uh, one of the Monte Carlo Super Sports mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. And he's a firefighter, so he he was 24 all 48. They so he had the car about three to four weeks and had an oil leak. So he took it back, uh, so that he dropped it off on his way to the fire station one morning. It sat there for three or four days. And the next day, his work day, um, he had to pick me up. We got a ride and we we rode by there to check on his car. And the car was still parked in the same spot. Yeah. And um, we busted, he busted in the office and I'm following him like, like, what's going on? And uh, the lady said, can I help you? And my dad was furious, flaming. And uh, she said, you can't go in there right now. It was the sales manager. And my dad basically just scoffed her off, busted through the door, and the guy was, it was like you see in the movies, the guy was kicked back in his leather chair with his feet on his desk, Yeah. and my dad chucked the keys, the keys skipped off the desk right to the guy's chest and said, you can keep your effing car now, and I was—I my mouth was just on the floor, and I was like, oh my God, he just looked at me and said, let's
2: go. Yeah. I just followed him, and we went off. Well,
1: that's crazy. Where are you, yeah, where are you from, so, sir,
2: again? live in Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville, Florida.
1: Uh, but you're born and raised.
2: Born and raised. Yeah. Okay. Raised I didn't
1: know that Florida. that people from Jacksonville spoke the way you spoke. So I I, I thought maybe you're from like Jackson, yeah. Mississippi, or something.
4: Yeah, and I'm I'm i uh, I'm the, I'm Sicilian redneck. So I'm just, if you saw me, you wouldn't think I talk
1: this way either. So. Oh, nice. I like those surprises. Or <laughs> you just don't expect so anyway, it. Anyway,
4: thank you guys. Love all y'all.
2: Appreciate it. Thank you for calling all in. All. Thanks, Frank. Thanks,
1: Frank. It. Sicilian Thanks. Red for my call. I mean, yeah, of course. It. Um we do have the Tampa Bay Fit Expo this weekend, which is uh my favorite expo. Really the only expo where I feel confident knowing about the products, the services, and basically just the overall uh gist of the convention. I even- can't
2: wait to do what you did at the Hemp Expo.
1: Which is what? Just talked to me?
2: Can you. you tell me about
1: protein? Oh. Well, I, I was really doing that for free samples. You know that, right? Were you? Yes, of course. Because when you're nice and you interact with them and then they're like, oh, I'm just taking actual dust. You're like, okay, great. Um, I was also in a very chatty mood that day, yeah. which was pretty unusual. I hadn't spoken on a, on a microphone in about 12 hours, so I was feeling a little bit chatty. Oh, okay, yeah. I feeling a little bit chatty. Um, but this is like I don't know a lot about pretty much anything. The, the sort of things that interest me do not interest anybody else on the show, so I'm I'm aware of that. And you know, because a lot of times we we talk about things like cars, eh, we talk about racing, eh, sports, eh, guns,
2: yeah,
1: eh. yeah, exactly. Like, I, and I understand the importance of these things, but they just don't really capture my attention. I I find them to just be. Dull, dull conversations, but it just doesn't interest. I try. I'm I'm trying. I felt the same way when I worked at Hornblasters initially where I was like, oh, my God, like, why would anyone Mm want to sound like a fucking diesel locomotive? This is this is so obnoxious. Why are people caring about this? And it took me about three months for me to change my tune and go, "Okay, Anna, like if you're going to work here somewhat long term and it was four years, so a decent amount of time. Yeah. And for you to actually succeed at the job, you're going to have to force yourself to learn. And when you're trying to force knowledge into your brain that you don't want to learn, it's very hard to if, remember things. If
2: there's something that you're not interested in, learning about it is the like the worst It's
1: horrible, ever. which is why you could talk about cars all, and sports all day. I'm not mm-hmm. retaining anything. Mm-hmm. But when it's like a of someone's birthday. Like I'm just like, oh, I remember that. Oh, a history fact. Whatever. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's crazy like the discrepancy between my ability to absorb information that I actually want to learn versus information that just goes in one ear and out the other. Um so I convinced myself I said, listen, we gotta stop making it about horns and cars and start making it about things I like, like science. So when I kind of changed my perspective from it being about, you know, cars and automobiles and redneck shit, I was like, this is a science project, which it is. And let's look at it from a more cerebral point of view instead of, you know, scoffing at these people, at the the, the clientele, the, the the people that are purchasing these horns because they were, you know, oftentimes I'm not going to give any sort of uh, stereotypes, but what you would expect from people that, you know. A drive around in, in F-150s, uh, Jenny Springs, blasting country music, and, you know, an a IQ. A bunch of 12. Sicilian rednecks? Precisely. So I, I decided to kind of change my tune. At that point, everything just came flooding in. And I, I was able to recall information and in, in metrics about compressors, tanks, fittings, like all these things just I was able to Mm -hmm. to learn and recall and remember because I stopped say I stopped resisting. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, stop looking at it like something that you assume you're not going to be interested in and start looking at it as something like in my head. I'm like, I feel like I'm a fucking mechanic. And I'm like, I don't want to be a mechanic. Right. But then if you start looking at it like I'm a scientist, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, white coat. Like we got the goggles on and so clipboard right exactly and everybody knows I like to analyze uh uh, people and things like that so when I changed my perspective on it I was able to really absorb the information and it was just so funny because when the guys would go to SEMA every year for a week which is this big aftermarket uh convention in Las Vegas I was the tech guy Mm -hmm. or uh the um uh, uh, not, what, not error. what is it? Yeah, tech support. tech support. I was tech support. Right, so it would be funny because you'd have like a guy answer the phone mm-hmm. and they'd be like tech support and they'd be like one second and I'd be like, hello? <laughs> and they'd be like tech support. I'm like, this is tech support. Yeah. Your valve's backward. Goodbye. <laughs> so wow, that was that's, fun. That's
2: a uh, great customer service. It was
1: great, but they appreciated it, you know? Most, most yeah, did not. To be
2: yelled at and then hung up on. <laughs> by, by a
1: chick, <laughs> telling them that they were rena- renaissance. <laughs> You stupid idiot! You've called three times. You have the same fucking problem. Turn the valve around. It's backwards directional valve. Um, yeah. So that was uh, that was kind of like the mind shift that I needed. But anyways, mm-hmm. the Tampa Bay Fit Expo is my jam. I like it. I like. Uh, I like learning about uh fitness, the body. It's a fun community to be a part of because yeah, fitness. I know what you're gonna say. Um. What I like about the fitness community, it's kind of been, and it, forgive me if you if you think I'm wrong, but I don't think that I am. But I feel like the fitness community has kind of been co opted by, um, like the conservatives, because I've yet to meet a guy who has, you know, big muscles, juices all the time. Doesn't necessarily have to juice, but they uh, they they work hard in the gym. Those guys typically are not liberals is what I'm realizing. And if you think about it, very few. And the reason is, is a lot of the things overlap with conservatism. First, number one, toxic masculinity. Now, tell that to a guy that is a a fucking bodybuilder who is whose livelihood predicates on the fact of having the perfect male physique. Mm hmm. That guy doesn't want to hear about toxic masculinity because that bro
2: toxic what
1: exactly. So they they tend to go a little bit to the uh, to the right end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. which is just interesting for me to see like this overlap of a lot of my interests, and also the fact that they are um, uh, disciplined. They all although they may have not been disenfranchised in the sense of, you know, coming from a marginalized demographic group. They're still like pull your pull yourself up by your bootstraps kind of guys and get your ass in the gym. Like mm-hmm. it's that same that kind of conservative mentality yeah. of you you can't just say like well, oh why isn't it me? It's like no, you have to. It's discipline. Well, it's, get in the fucking gym. It's
2: real hard for someone to be like, um, the government should build muscles on your body. Right. You have to do it yourself. Right. Self accountability.
1: Yes, but it, it's funny because like you would think that. It, like why would that be related? But it is because mm-hmm. when you take accountability and when you feel like you have control over your own destiny, not through um people just telling you that you should love your body, but by actually going and improving your body yeah. and then getting doing it. Right. And then getting positive affirmation or positive results or you start pulling hotter chicks or whatever the case may be, it transforms your life. It gives you self confidence. Mm-hmm. Now you start applying that way of thinking to everything else, to finances to whatever and once you become more successful the last thing you want to do or is is say oh well i'm just fucking lucky it's like no i fucking worked hard and i Mm -hmm. earned it yep so i kind of like that aspect of fitness and kind of where it's going but um
2: i do find though that like the bodybuilding community or not even bodybuilding but just you know people that
1: building their bodies i understand yeah. what you're saying.
2: not just people who like casually work out or whatever seem to be more on the right i think the the those that still care about their body and all that on the left tend to be more like runners swimmers bikers only like that don't lift weights
1: huh <sighs> Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax—the way car buying should be. Uh, um, maybe I don't know. I, I would say I, I mean well, I, 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 have no I have no data points. For this, yeah, and so I, I mean that's
2: a, that's a that's a vast generalization. Obviously,
1: I mean I think that there's a big difference between someone who like casually exercises to just try to stay fit versus someone who is like a competitor because I think most and maybe I'm wrong but I would say most competitors who actually have to like put in a lot of work and really be really disciplined I almost see how I don't see how they could lie on the left if they're real competitive athletes yeah and especially even my most liberal friends and this was an interesting assessment I made um, I had a friend from college visit. You actually met her at a wedding we mm-hmm. went to recently. Mm-hmm. But she came to visit me about three years ago, and she brought a friend. And this girl um, was a competitive... She was, I think she was a competitive runner or cyclist or something, and they're both super liberal. Her friend. Okay, okay. Not my friend. My yeah, yeah. friend,
2: gotcha.
1: KME, uh mm-hmm. doesn't have an athletic bone in her body. She's very fragile. She's a tiny little thing. It's, you just... She'll just fall over. Um but her friend, who's also quite thin, but you could tell she's like an endurance athlete. I can't remember if it was cyclist or or a swimmer okay. or something, but she she did something and I remember how reluctant she was to tell me that she was not okay. And again, they were both from a very liberal community, very left-wing, but was her friend was very reticent to admit that she was not okay having trans women in women's sports. Because she herself had competed, and she's like, "There's just no fucking way. They, there's too much of an advantage. It's not fair." And then she, I love it when people, you know, that don't know me very well, they're like, "But I'm think they should live their life," Mm -hmm. and because as if I'm gonna judge them, but they don't know me, so they want to cover their bases. And um, I go, yeah, I agree with you. It's completely not fair. This has nothing to do with you saying that they shouldn't live the way they want to live. Yeah, absolutely. You're just saying that if they're trying to compete with natural-born women, it's not fair, mm-hmm. you know? And I experience this about three times a week when I'm at the um, at Matt Arroyo's Gracie Tampa South gym. Um, biological differences, but also size differences. Mm-hmm. But also, here's the thing. I rolled with a guy who was about my size okay in on tuesday or wednesday and i'm thinking like not that it was going to be easy but i thought like okay it's going to be more of a fair fight which it kind of was but even if you're the same like weight or within the same weight range as a man the body composition is just totally different Mm mm-hmm so like
2: And you're a strong person. I'm a pretty like, strong person. You, you like
1: are. even a guy who is maybe about 135, 140, small, petite, he just has so much more muscle mass, mm-hmm. given he's not a total fat like he's just a normal sure. dude. He just has a completely different body composition than I have, even if we're like even if he's like five four, one forty. Mm-hmm. And I'm what five three, about one twenty. It's just totally fucking different. So you know, and I was just getting my ass handed to me the last three days because there were no no girls really my size that I was able to to roll with. E- either the girls were you know much larger mm-hmm. and outweighed me, or were there's one chick that's like, um, like five eleven, six foot, like two hundred pounds, and she she submitted me twice in five minutes, and I just got so angry. And I'm like, oh no, she's like 90 pounds heavier. Like, you yeah, can't get. She's like
2: almost you more than you.
1: You know, if she wants <laughs> right, if she wants me to go to the left, like I can't not go to the. I'm I'm flying to the left. She just kicks me over. Yeah, yeah. So I actually roll much better with girls, women about my size, because then I feel like well, it's a fair course. fight. And also, when I fight men, I don't use as much strength as I would with with a, a, a chick my size because w- why that is because it, it's wasted effort it's like why am I even hmm. trying you know if, if if you and I are fine it's like obviously you're gonna win so why would I even give a hundred percent whereas with I'm where when I'm rolling with someone that's my own size I I'm motivated by the fact that I, there's a potential for me to win yeah so that's kind of where the difference lies. Uh, let's take a quick break. Perfect. Uh, we'll be back in a few minutes, and then um, I'm going to take that call. Okay, don't go anywhere. We're back. That was good timing. Nailed it. Eight one three ninety. Bubba, we're going to be here. Oh shit! It's already eleven thirty. Yeah. I thought it was like, it was like eleven oh nine. I'm like, oh, I'll just wait one second. Um and then twenty minutes just fly by. And don't by. forget
2: at uh, noon today is the Krispy Kreme review. <gasps>
1: I'm so excited to watch that. And I know someone else who is going to be too. AKA Philip JP Morgan Hummel. <laughs> Hello, who's this?
5: Hey guys, it's Brian from Philly. How you been? What's, What's up, up, Brian from Philly? Brian. I haven't talked to you guys in a while, man. I'm still listening every day. You guys are killed. I usually don't listen in the morning, but I watch the, uh, the re listen to the replays.
1: Cool. That works. I'm laughing
5: it. my fucking ass off every day to you guys. Good. Great.
1: Thank That's you. What we like to hear.
5: Flint, when I uh, stream you guys or just listen to it, is there a service that makes the most revenue for the show? Like, what's best for the show? Sometimes I just use TuneIn.
2: Um... I mean probably like if you're watching a replay that the one that makes the most sense probably YouTube.
5: YouTube? Yeah, all but
2: right. like whatever.
5: Doesn't you know, really matter. As
2: as no, as long as you're listening, man, that's all That's all that matters. All
5: right, man. But, hey, what's the uh what's the date for the party? Barp? Yeah, January 14th. January 14th?
1: 2023. Ew. I know. That's All
5: insane. right, well, I'll definitely be there.
2: Oh, all fantastic. Right, so, hey,
5: Blitz, do you have any interest in a uh, Desert Eagle 50 AE for a great price? That only has eleven rounds through it.
2: Uh, what color?
5: It's that. Uh, it's that like bronze color. It's got the
2: Cerakote coating. Possibly.
5: Yeah, I got a, a shoulder holster, three magazines, and five boxes. Of, four boxes of full ammo, one partial box. Okay. Magnum Research ammo. But I'll get if, if someone from the show wants to buy it. I'll give you a great price.
2: Email me or, or whisper me right. or something.
5: Okay. Should I email you on the uh, Bubba show? Yeah,
2: no, that that works. I'll get it and I'll, I'll reply right, to dude. you.
5: All right, guys. Yeah, I'll send you photos and everything.
2: Cool. Right,
5: Thank man, I'll you. I'll you. Brian from, from Philly. I'll be back in Florida in three weeks for a couple of months. So, uh, awesome. I'll be around. Cool. See
2: you. All right, All
1: right man, see you.
2: Bye. Bye-bye. You'll like shooting that gun. I'm sure I will. It's gigantic.
1: Hello, who's this? Perfect
2: this is do Hello? So don't...
3: Hey, guys. This is Gary. How are you? What's up, Gary? What's up, Care Bear? I have a question for you. Okay. I can understand why G- Jim Bro Meatheads are conservatives, but why are red states the most
2: unhealthiest states in the country? Oh, because there's a lot of fat asses, too.
3: Yeah. Imagine. So, red states are a bunch of fat asses. Well, I I think think.
1: you're 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 missing the point. I didn't say that all people who are red are fit. Yeah, not. I said that all not all people, but a a good and growing majority of people who do lift, especially, hang to the right. Yeah, they're not evangelicals typically. Yeah, meatheads. meatheads. So that means yeah, that doesn't meatheads. mean that they're they're synonymous with one another. I didn't say all people who are red are fit. I just said most people who are super fit tend to lie a little on the on the on the right side.
3: That's no meatheads, gym bro Okay, tend to be. Thank you. I think the, uh, fit people are across the board. But yeah, we we specifically were
1: talking about people head. who lift who are who lift weights.
3: Yeah, serious about the,
1: lifting weights—not someone who goes to yoga once a week and just lies down, falls asleep. You
3: don't have to. You can you can lift weights every single day and not be uh, all roided out. Sure, but even yeah, okay. but people you, who lift weights typically
1: are gonna are gonna adjust their diet and try to look good because what the fuck is the point, right?
3: Exactly. But a meathead uh, uh, who drugs their knuckles across the ground yeah i can understand them being conservative sure
1: but not evangelical it's like a different brand of of i don't even want to call it conservatism i would call it more just uh uh accountability people who are big on accountability and Mm -hmm. who don't adopt the victim mentality they don't go i'm small i'm so
2: terrible they think for themselves yes would you
3: say that highly educated people are more liberal or conservative It's uh, you know, through college degrees. Well, here, like but that. here's the thing
1: is, is uh, here. And I feel like that's kind of a trick question because a lot of these um, universities are very liberal. So they're obviously going to have right. a lot of output of people who are educated. Yep. I mean, just because they're educated doesn't mean that they're smarter. Trust that, you know, if you just, I, I if you have a smart, I understand, but, but I feel dedicated. like that's what the parallel they're you were dedicated. trying to draw.
3: They put four, eight, 12 years to get them degrees. They don't just go people and, that are book and, smart. Uh, quit quit at high school. Those people if, you, if when you say I have a bachelor's degree, I look at a person, okay, well I knew what that took to get that. I have a master's degree, okay, I know what it took to get that. That's a lot of dedication and hard effort. I have a JD Oh, OK. I understand what that took. That takes a lot of dedication and effort. I mean, does oh, it really? A, a medical doctor's degree. Oh, yeah.
1: But that's a big difference in like a, a bachelor's in communication. There's a lot
2: of people with degrees that are stupid. I didn't say that. I said no,
3: dedication I and effort. Dedic- you're talking about bodybuilders being dedicated and have this effort because they're conservative. I'm saying liberal dedicated and 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 put a lot of effort into things because they have these advanced degrees. So don't take dedication and effort as just merely oh it's, I have it's, muscles. I, I hate to break Ooh. it to you
1: it's it's not that hard to get a degree. You don't need to put that much effort into it.
3: It may oh, take you okay. 4 or 5 everybody years. Everybody has one. That's why everybody has one. Exactly. That's why so- everyone has yeah, one because they're much. easy
1: to to get. They're very easy hey, to you get. You can get a C minus average and t- and be like a part time student for six years and get a degree. It's not that hard.
3: Right, it's really but you not can get that a hard. Lousy job, most successful. You people
1: can, you, really can hard. you can you could be at the at the front of your class and get an MBA and still have a shitty job. So, I mean, I that doesn't really well, have anything please, to do with that's it.
3: That's not usually the case. That's not usually the case. Those are outliers. Uh, it, it has been like for like a lot say. of
1: people where they're they're highly well, educated. Uh, well, and a lot of times the jobs that they're applying for, the people will tell them, you're
2: over-fucking-qualified for yeah, this job. We don't want to hire here's you. here's the reason. Because they're educated, but they're stupid.
3: Oh, okay. Like uh, people who get degrees in, in, in art probably aren't going to be the type of people who make Billions of dollars. People who to get degrees in English aren't going to be either. But you know, money isn't the whole thing.
1: Okay. Well, now you're you're changing it's, the, the goalposts of everything, right? Now, I'm first it was changing, education. Now it's money. Then it's I'm happy. Then it's ed-
3: and you you're, you're saying success. You said you said success.
1: What, what did I say success about? What there's
3: a lot of successful people who who don't have degrees, but there are many many more who do. Okay. So the likelihood that you're going to make four times uh, if you're a, if you have a high school degree you're probably going to make less than a person uh, than with a bachelor's degree and if you have a bachelor's degree you're probably going to make less than someone who has a master's degree and if you have a master's degree you're probably going to make less than someone who has a doctorate degree those are true I mean facts. not necessarily I, I mean I, mean, I don't smart. I don't
1: I don't know exactly yes. the stats but you can start a business when you're 18 or you could be on TikTok or whatever OnlyFans, and you could be you in the top one percent, but all you are is just a glorified whore. So I mean, like I don't know exactly the parameters you're putting on this whole argument, but there's so many variables to take into consideration.
3: I just said I told you, degree and salary.
1: Okay. In
3: income. Well, but I think the we're the learning
1: more and de- more that th- your degrees really aren't panning out the way that we thought they would, right? A lot of people are taking to internet, to uh, starting an OnlyFans, people, to being a TikTok a superstar.
3: Okay, Donald Trump. People are telling me. <laughs> I'm hearing people say. A lot of people tell me, "What are your stats? Your stats don't prove that. It's still proven that the person with an education." Will make more money. Period. No, no. That—that that I out mean, there. E, all That's
1: you have to do to just disbu- to to uh, debunk that argument is pull out a few, full example, a few examples of the opposite. Right. A, so few, you, a Right. Few. No, but you're telling a me that they will be, green. they're going to make more money if you if you do get an education. No, they won't. You need to stop telling people that they're going to be more successful just because they have a college degree. That's not necessarily the case. He, it was in my parents' he, generation, but times have changed, Gary. I know you're living like in 1985, leader. but it's 2022, buddy, and we got to go. Bye. Eight one three ninety, bubba Wow, I, I, maybe you are rubbing off on me.
2: And I don't think, I don't think, Gar- <laughs> here's the fucked up part. I don't think Gary's necessarily wrong. I just think going forward, the way you see it is definitely going to be how it is versus how how it is now. Get Like, as of today, I'm sure the higher educated you are, chances are you're going to make more money.
1: Yeah, but is I'm that sure. really a product of the education, or is that a product of you came from a good home, you have good work ethic, you have people who are, aren't sure. going to let you fail, that I, sort I don't, of shit? I don't
2: disagree that the, the, the reasoning behind yeah, that, yeah. But, but what he said was— There's a
1: correlation between these two sure, things. Sure, and, and I don't sure. disagree with that. I, I you, could say, you could make it an argument that there's a correlation, but it doesn't mean yeah, causation.
2: I, I think, right, and I think on that specific issue, I think he was actually right, but going forward, he might not be, but as of today— Absolutely.
1: Um, What his argument was that the fact that you are going to be more successful if you have a college degree. But then when we started defining success by by money, then he started changing and saying like, okay, but, you know, are those people really going to live the most fulfilling lives? It's like, well, I don't know what you're, you have to define Mm -hmm. these things uh, very specifically. Are we talking about money? Are we talking about happiness? Are we talking about impact? All these sorts of things. Because, I mean, not that I'm super anti-college, because I honestly had a fucking amazing time at mm-hmm. college. I would say it easily some of the best years at my li- in my life were um, attending UC Santa Barbara just because it was so fun. And there's such a small window of time for you to be um, an adult infant where you are still almost completely reliant on your parents financially or on loans or whatever. Um, but you are living away from home, you have that independence, you have that freedom, you're learning new shit. Um, It's just, it's an incredible time. And I feel so bad telling people not to go after that experience because it's fucking awesome. At least it was for me. And, uh, you know, but in terms of financially and economically, is Mm -hmm. it the move? No, no. It's fucking not the move unless you want to be a doctor or you want to be a lawyer or you yeah. want something that you need certification to practice. But you don't need a certification to practice being at a working for a fucking bank and working your way up there. You know, right. there's
2: no reason for you to and, go to college. And less and less companies now are requiring it. They they recommend it, you know, and it, it yeah. looks good on your resume. No, there's no question. And and yes. Somebody that has a doctorate, ninety nine percent of the time is going to make more money than someone who's got a high school degree, but not always. Certainly
1: not. And always. it's becoming
2: less and less of that. But. Right.
1: Right. So um, it's just it's how are you defining success, and then go after that. Yeah, is what I would tell people. No question. But uh, you know, it is it is a shame because college is a fucking. Great time if you do it right. If you can uh, keep your academics in order, um, if you can get involved on campus in some way so you aren't just like a lost soul among, you know, mm-hmm. thousands of undergrads and graduates. You find your niche, you, you do that, you get involved, and it, it's, it becomes a small world. Like even though there were thousands of people on campus, I had my group of friends and you know branches of people I knew I felt very involved I felt very connected I I learned a shit ton do you become more obnoxious when you come back from college yes my my parents um were very vocal about that I apparently left for college as a sweet nice good girl um who was afraid of authority and was afraid to challenge her parents and then came back from college like that year during thanksgiving or wherever and i was just a fucking nightmare apparently because i you compared know, to what you were right i just thought i knew everything and i did no i didn't but i just came back with some new ideas not liberal indoctrination; quite the opposite. Right. Um, I. But do
2: you th- do you think had you left home and went somewhere else and worked and hung out with friends for that same amount of time that it would have been a whole lot different? Yes.
1: Really? No. No question. It would have been different. Okay. Yeah. No question. Um, just because you're you're being exposed to so many ideas and things you would not have been exposed to. Which I think is good for your for your mind and your brain. Here's the thing. I'm not anti-education. Like, I love being on campus. You know, Bubble was talking about, he's like, school wasn't I'm, for me.
2: Dude, out of anyone, I'm on campus the most. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I don't think second. the pool does it counts, but uh, <laughs> I don't think the UT volleyball courts count, but yes. Oh,
2: well, I say, because I'm always on campus. Yeah, we
1: know. We know. Um but Bubba did say that, you know, school wasn't for him. Being on campus, staying in a classroom and listening to someone give a lecture, that's where I fucking thrived. Like, I loved that shit. I loved, there's like an essence to academia that he, I even felt it briefly. I went on the USF campus, the satellite school in uh, St. Pete. Okay. And I went to go see, um, do you know who Joshua Johnson is? I do not. He's a host of One A for many years and on NPR. I was a big fan of One A. And it was it would air live from like one to three PM every day. I'd always listen.
2: Fucking liberal breeding ground NPR. Um,
1: I didn't I just he was great though. He was fucking good at it. You know, it's one of those people like Oprah. You don't agree with maybe everything that they say, but they're fucking good at what they do. Yeah. This guy was fucking good at what he did. So he was going to do a live show at the University of South Florida in in St. Pete. And I got Tickets to it, and I went by myself because I'm a loser. And it was the first time I had been on a college campus since Michigan. And Michigan, the OU where I went, Oakland University, fucking blew. It sucked. It was nothing like UC Santa Barbara. But this was more similar to UC Santa Barbara in terms of like architecture and it being like an outside school. It was beautiful during the day. Like Santa Barbara's a, a gorgeous place. So I'm walking through the campus and I'm getting all these feelings of, like, what academia feels like to think that, like, wheels are turning and people are making innovations and you're learning new things you wouldn't be exposed to. Like, I fucking love that shit. Mm -hmm. Now, it's unfortunate that it's been, you know, um, riddled with this sort of corruption where the tuition costs are rising Student loans are getting forgiven now, which I'm privately celebrating. But, you know, publicly, I understand it's not great for the country. And we're making taxpayers, you know, more accountable for decisions they didn't make often, which is not fair. Um, But nevertheless, school is cool. Okay, I liked school. I did great in school. I loved going to UC Santa Barbara. I moderately liked Oakland University, except where my department was a penitentiary. But the rest of the school was nice. I like that shit, so it's unfortunate for me to tell you not to go, and there's no fucking way in hell I would have a lot of the ideas I have now if I didn't go to school. Okay. Because one of the first classes I took was an evolutionary psychology class, and it changed the way I thought about everything in Mm. terms of just, like, the reason for, you know, certain behaviors, the reason for, like... Why is it the case, you know, because we'd always say like, oh, we're just with him because he's rich. And I didn't realize that was ingrained in my fucking DNA. Right. I didn't realize that, you know, I thought guys just like pretty girls just because I didn't really think about, oh, it's because their face is symmetrical and symmetry is an indication of health. Like all yeah. of these things started to make sense and I started getting really into it. And I completely lost God within the first six months and came back very um, it, ardent about my new ideas and things I'd been exposed to, almost, I would almost like, I don't want to say troll my parents, but I'm like, you guys still believe in this fucking bullshit? Right. The fuck is wrong with you? Have you really thought about it? It's fucking dumb. And my dad was like, Jesus, all right, don't go to fucking synagogue anymore. And my mom <laughs> kind of said like the same thing. And then, you know, in due time, my dad started watching Christopher Hitchens. And mm. what I was unable to accomplish, dead Christopher Hitchens was able to accomplish. And now my dad's more fucking crazy atheist than me. 100 percent.
2: Huh? Bloody Hitchens.
1: Yeah. He's um, if you haven't checked out Christopher Hitchens or you don't know who he is, he's probably one of the first of all, his voice is just next level. I mean, it's just the most beautiful baritone British voice. He sounds so posh and so fucking smart with his like cigar and his whiskey, just telling these fuckers to you know kick sand or kick rocks. But um, yeah, I, uh, I I I collected a lot of ideas and kind of it it taught me how to think. And again, I was very lucky in the sense that I didn't go. It, I mean, I graduated in '09, so it was although it was liberal, it the, no one was using the term woke. You know, it was like, oh, we're liberal, we're open, we're progressive.
2: Yeah, progressive. Right.
1: But it wasn't like this. I still remember seeing um, the campus Republicans on campus and they weren't being harassed. Like, I remember those days where you could openly say, hey, we're conservative. And we just go, no, thank you. Like, it was polite Mm -hmm. society. Um, A lot of people weren't, you know, you would see people engaging and stuff, but it wasn't any protesting or crazy or bashing people or calling for people to be canceled and safe spaces like none of that bullshit existed when i was in college so again although it was liberal it certainly wasn't like crazy crazy woke um but i was always attracted again to ideas that i shouldn't be engaging in and i remember my my friends would tell me you know my dad was a big fan of michael savage and still is and so michael savage wrote a few books and my dad gave me these books and I started reading those books, and my friends, one of them who was very politically um, motivated, politically involved, and still is to this day very liberal, she's like, why are you reading that book, and da-da-da, and this guy's that, and he has these ideas, and he's a racist, and he's that, and I go, well, let me fucking read it. Like, let me Mm -hmm. tell you he's a racist. I would like to know. Same with Bill O'Reilly. They hated Bill O'Reilly. He's a racist. He's this. He's that. I go, well, have you listened to him, though? And they go, no. No. And I go, well, maybe we should listen to him to confirm that he is, in fact, what you're accusing him of being. I was always you know, in favor of saying, well, if you hate them, you should at least be listening to them yeah. so you can confirm that your beliefs are correct, because don't you want to be right? You don't want to just dismiss someone you've never heard speak. So I'm like, well, if he's a racist, like, I'd like to listen to his ideas, because mm-hmm. then I will know I'm definitely not that. But, you know, Bill O'Reilly was making some great points, and- um, I, I became, uh, I became exposed to Ron Paul and his ideas on immigration. And I'm like, these are great points. It's really a slap in the face to people who came here legally, like myself. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't just be letting everybody and anybody just walk over the border. That seems rude. So, um, yes, I'm very grateful for my time at UC Santa Barbara. But again, it's like, is that worth the re- paying off a student loan debt for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's unfortunate that... The, Biden will pay it off, don't worry. Yeah, it's unfortunate that we're told, or at least... It's like you're not told... It's like a tacit understanding that you're going... Like what Gary said, you're going to get a great paying job once you get your degree with commun- you know, of women's studies. Yeah. You're going to get a great paying job, and then you'll be able to pay back all those loans. And that's what I was told. And again, to be fair, I'll take accountability... I could have paid off those loans had I got a, a real job, but I wanted to tell fart jokes with yeah. you guys. So, yeah. you know, I, exactly. Also me. So I, I made choices that made me poor, but happy. You know, I tried to go into the academic route and I failed. Cause I was like, I, I hate this. I can't do this. I want to have fun. And so I put myself in a career that's maybe not the most lucrative, especially right now radio, but I'm having a ball. And I'm able to express myself in a way that most people
2: are unable to do. But you know what helps, though? When people like Bob Army Grunt send in some bits. Like Three, how many? 314 and 214.
1: Woo! Thank you guys very, very much. Um, we'll take a couple calls and we'll get the fuck out of here. Hello, is this?
6: Hey, what's up? Pedro the Pool Guy.
1: What's up, Pedro? How's your hot wife? Dogs.
6: Uh, <laughs> she just left this morning. Hold on one second.
3: Fuck you, Gary! Okay.
6: okay. I'm back. Um, I got to tell you, he really pisses me off. How can anyone be so fucking stupid and just close-minded? I mean, I got – so I went to FAU. took me seven years because I had to travel. I got my, my bachelor's degree, and they said the same thing to me. You're going to get this great job. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. Right. I to bust my ass, try and make anything. Mm-hmm. Then I started my own business, went broke finally made money after my first couple of years. And, you know, had I had the degree, maybe I would have made more. Had I not, maybe I would have made more. Who, who's to say? But I ended up having clients who had zero education mm-hmm. and were multimillionaires. Of course. They did it all by learning through the hard knocks of life. So, And also you know, a
1: lot of employers value experience. So if you right. have experience because someone's dad gave you a job doing something and you worked your way up, now out of, out of school, right, I, I have five years of experience because I didn't go to college. You went to college for six or seven years. You have zero experience, and people are hiring me over you.
6: Right. And so. that's what just happened to me now is that, you know, I'm 40, I'll be 45 this year, and I got a job that I've been trying to get for a year as an adjuster. Mm-hmm. Well, someone finally said, okay, you have no experience in this realm, but why don't you come in for an interview? and or you know meet us on zoom and they hired me because of my experiences and you know yeah i've had legal shit happen to me my dad was an attorney i've you know i had a house bought and sold and you know i've seen done a lot of shit and they're like you know what you don't have experience but damn you've done a lot of shit so we want you to be a part of the team i'm like great and you know i'm working with these kids that are in their 20s and they're like wow um you're not afraid of a an attorney letter i'm like fuck no everyone has an attorney Mm -hmm. yeah you know, send it.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Full send.
6: So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, I don't know, it's different. And I it really has been opening my eyes to, you know, looking back now with how liberal my school was and how stupid it was. And, you know, you know my kids now, he's a freshman in high school. I'm like, okay, well, you know, you got to get some kind of education. I don't care if you use it or not, but you have to work and i don't care what you do as long as you're happy you know but Mm -hmm. now he's like oh i want to be an engineer okay well that's schooling and right now you suck at school so you have to prove everyone wrong that
2: you're not stupid (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's not even just
1: being dumb it's just that you know some people don't really thrive in that environment of of schooling some of the
2: dumbest people i knew were great at school right
1: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, again, sometimes there's obviously intelligence is compartmentalized. So maybe they're not great problem solvers, but they're good at memorizing facts for a short period of time. Yeah. So you can read something, read a few chapters, you know, uh, cram first test, pass the test, ace the test, and then fucking forget everything you know. So that was me. Yeah. (laughs) So I mean, that's that's one way to be quote good at school. You know,
2: Sicilian redneck three hundred bits.
1: Thank you. you. So all
2: right,
6: guys. Hey, listen, I'll keep listening. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. All right, you too. Bye
1: -bye. Bye, bye. All right, last call. Who's this?
2: Hello? Hello?
0: Hello. Hi. Oh, wait, whoa. This is a, I got myself in a vortex here. Hold on. I got to close this out. Is this Florida Stanley? Um, yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. All right. Okay, there we go. Jesus, holy crap. Yeah, right. phone got itself into a vortex. Yeah. It was still playing the show in the background while I'm oh, on the phone
2: with you. I wish someone would snipe this fucker.
0: Uh, I wish somebody would, too. Nobody's got the balls. Um, all right. So I'm going to fire off three different JLR
2: subs. JLR0018. Give to some subs. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Um,
2: I'm gonna Come on fire on grunt, 514 bits.
0: All right, Blitz.
2: All right,
0: go ahead uh, so real first quick. Of all, Gary can go fuck himself. Sure. Um, I don't have any type of college degree, and I make more money than he'll ever dream of because I'm a smart business owner. Not a dumb fucking fake lawyer like he claims to be. Right. Um, slash architect I also watched, slash
1: free biologist.
0: Yes. <laughs> um, I binge watched Love on the Spectrum. It was uncomfortable and funny all at the same time. Did you like and the make-out scene at the end? Yes, that was pretty funny. That was epic. Also uncomfortable. Yes. Um, the third thing is also I just flew into South Carolina to go to a wedding in North Carolina. And Blitz, you have got to look up the airport that I flew into. It's basically the Jasper Mall of South Carolina. Um, it is Greenville Spartanburg International.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. mm-hmm. oh man, the humanity in there!
1: I'm going this weekend. <laughs> Get some content for
2: us.
0: Uh, well, it, the only thing that looks like it's been updated since the '60s is the bathrooms.
2: Amazing. There wasn't great. a lazy river in there.
0: No, there was no, <laughs> there was no lazy river in. Off when I, I had a three-hour layover or a two-and-a-half-hour layover in Atlanta, so I caught a good portion of the morning show. Yeah, I heard about the whole Lazy River thing. And you yeah. make a good point, Blitz, actually, with um, when they get out of college, they're going to expect all this shit. Of course. Nobody's just going to hand it to them. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about it until you said it, and I was like, man, that's that's sure. All these fucking they're in these kids. nice fucking
2: penthouses with the hot tub on the on the fucking balcony and lazy rivers yeah, I and shit. I can
0: look at the pictures. They're going to expect I, I all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hot tubs on the balconies. Who the fuck lives like that? Other than Doctor.
2: Yeah. Right. I mean, some Called people students. do. That's fine, but a student a shouldn't fucking live like that.
0: No, no, they should be living in. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the dorm rooms at the, or looked up pictures of the dorm rooms at f g c u down here in, uh, in fort myers mm-hmm. but they look like fucking prison cells that
2: well i mean i don't necessarily agree with that either but like they don't need to be you know super they're, they're extravagant
0: four, they're four cells with a shared kitchen that's basically what what how they live down here in, okay. in, at FGcu um anyway, other than that it was, it was good seeing you guys last weekend at the uh, at the rally i had to run from four different cops on the way up there that was fun oh nice yeah,
2: yeah it was good I, seeing you
0: i found I found out that uh, Sarasota County Sheriff will stop chasing you once you hit 160 miles an hour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God.
1: With only half the feeling in your hands?
0: Uh, yeah, well, you know, if I could feel my steering wheel, I would have been able oh, to go God. a little bit faster. But Fantastic. So that...
1: <laughs> You're crazy. You're crazy. All oh, right, man. All right, oh, Florida sailing, be safe out there. See you. Don't See hurt yourself. All right. That pretty much wraps it up. Takes us to just about noon. Um
2: go on YouTube and watch the uh fucking yes, donut. It's uh, releasing ice cream, whatever.
1: in one minute and two seconds. So check that out. Uh I was gonna say listen live, but you won't be able to listen live. Dan nope. and Bubba will be recording the first ever Make Woke My Bitch. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Making woke my bitch. Should be interesting. I'll be listening to that on Monday when it drops. Hope you guys have a great weekend. If you are local in the Tampa Bay area and you have any sort of interest in fitness, wellness, nutrition, all that fucking bullshit, we will be they at the... Go t- to the gym. Yes. Well, before you go to the gym, go to the Tampa Bay Fit Expo this weekend. Uh, not a paid endorsement, but Blitz and I will be there. So, you know, come hang. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's going to be a good time. I went about three years ago. And it was a lot of fun. You get a lot of freebies, which I'm all oh, about because I'm a Jew. And it's fun. So have a great weekend. Blitz, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you. And uh, we'll see you on Monday. Goodbye.
2: See ya.